Welcome to this series on the Book of Mormon. I am so glad to have you joining um, myself, my family, and the other volunteers with the Joseph Smith Foundation as we spend the next 52 lessons going through the Book of Mormon and really investigating it from a very practical, real life, for our day perspective. Because this message of helping the Book of Mormon become more relevant for our day has really taken on a new light for me as I've been studying President Benson's teachings. And I want to start out with just a little bit of that because, you know, President Benson was someone who was known sometimes for being a little controversial. Um, he was very much involved in, in politics and the Constitution. Uh, but it was interesting because when he became the president of the church, he did this massive push towards the Book of Mormon. It was almost like he became a broken record. Read the Book of Mormon, get the Book of Mormon out to the world, flood the earth with the Book of Mormon. And he seemed to fuel all of his attention and his priorities in that direction. And I've sometimes wondered, why is that? What, what did he understand as the president of the church um, that maybe many of us have underestimated or, or not noticed? So President Benson gave a talk in 1984 and another one in 1986 where he referenced this revelation that the Lord gave to Joseph Smith in 1832. So this is only two years after the church is organized. It's a brand new baby church, right? And the Lord actually comes out pretty strong um, and challenges the members. He says that they have been treating the Book of Mormon lightly. This is what he says. He says, your minds in times past have been darkened because of unbelief and because you have treated lightly the things you have received. And he said, which vanity and unbelief have brought the whole church under condemnation. And this condemnation resteth upon the children of Zion, even all. So I remember reading this uh, verse uh, several times over the past year. But instead of reading it in, oh yeah, the world out there has got to take the Book of Mormon seriously. Or we've got to change as a, just as a people in general. I really started thinking about myself. And I really started asking myself, have I used the Book of Mormon as I should? Have I taken it seriously? And I had to admit to myself that I really needed to do better. And as I was reading this verse, there were two things that stood out to me. The Lord says that it's vanity and it's unbelief that has brought the church under condemnation. And if you think about this, why would we treat the Book of Mormon lightly? Well, Part of it can be vanity, right? It's, it's pride. We think, oh, we've got the answers. We've got everything figured out. Uh, we, we know how to solve our social problems, our political problems, our family problems, our marriage problems. We know how to do this. We have experts. We have data. We have research. We, we can do this. And the Lord is saying, no, you don't. You don't know how to fix these problems. I am the only one who has the answers. And I've given you a book that can solve all these problems. Well, will you give it a try, right? Will you be humble and, and try my way instead? And then at the same time, there's also this aspect of unbelief that the Lord pulls out. And I've definitely seen this in my life where I think a lot of times without us even realizing it, we just don't believe and have faith that the Lord's way, even though it's so simple that it will work, we think, oh, it's got to be more complicated or, or oh, there's just all of these complexities in my life and these things that I'm trying to figure out and these burdens that are weighing on my mind. And, and the Lord is saying, just, 
just believe, like just have faith that I can help you through this. And the Book of Mormon is the tool to do that. So the Lord says we have this vanity and this unbelief that we're struggling with, and it's all the children of Zion. That's every single one of us. All of us need to do better. And then he continues. So he keeps going. He says, they shall remain under this condemnation until they repent and remember the new covenant, even the Book of Mormon and the former commandments, which I have given them, right? So this would be the other revelations that Joseph Smith had already received. Um, Of course, the Bible. And he says, not only to say, but to do according to that, which I have written, end quote. So President Benson quotes this scripture in 1984. He gives this talk called A New Witness for Christ. And he says, my beloved brethren and sisters, for some years now, I have been deeply concerned that we are not using the Book of Mormon as God intends. As I participated in the Mexico City Temple dedication, I received the distinct impression that God is not pleased with our neglect of the Book of Mormon. In the 84th section of the Doctrine and Covenants, the Lord decreed that the whole church was under condemnation, even all the children of Zion, because of the way they treated the Book of Mormon, end quote. So this was on President Benson's mind, and he was feeling like the Lord was pushing him. You've got to help the members take the Book of Mormon more seriously. And he reiterates this again. Two years later, he gives another talk. It's called The Book of Mormon, The Keystone of Our Religion. And he says, quote, Let us not remain under condemnation with its scourge and judgment by treating lightly this great and marvelous gift the Lord has given to us. So when you think about that word the Lord chose to use, again, it's, it's the Lord that chose the word condemnation. What, what does that even mean? Well, what does it mean when we say a building or a property is condemned, right? It's uninhabitable. It's not safe. It's, it's useless. You, you need to stay away from it. It's going to collapse. And so the Lord is using that word to describe us as a people and say, guys, this, this road you're traveling on is not going to work. Now, these can seem like some pretty harsh words, right? There's so many of us that are trying so hard to do what we're supposed to do. Why are we being condemned? And yet, I don't think the Lord is being uh, mean or harsh or unfair here. I, I think what he's doing is he's trying to plead with us. He's trying to say, guys, there is so much heartache and devastation and turmoil in your world. And I'm giving you a solution to those problems, but you're not using it. You're not taking it seriously. Um, you're, you're turning to so many other sources. Will you just look back? I have the way for you. I have the solution. And it's in the Book of Mormon. So the purpose of this course is not to stay in the doom and the gloom, but to say, you know what? It's so simple. Let's go use the Book of Mormon. Let's come out from under this condemnation. Let's take it seriously and let's reap the blessings. We can turn so much destruction and and desolation in our day around. And the Book of Mormon is the way to do that. to many people that a person will come to be better informed regarding what's happening in the world today by reading the Book of Mormon than all the magazines and newspapers combined.
I bear witness that America's history was foreknown to God. My great concern is whether we have time enough. If we think about President Benson's um, counsel and we think about the Lord asking us to take the Book of Mormon more seriously, are they just asking us to keep reading it? Are they just asking us to just read it over and over and over and just keep reading it until we finally come out from under condemnation? Or maybe are they asking us, it's not so much about maybe reading the Book of Mormon more, maybe it's about how we are applying the Book of Mormon. So President Benson said there are three primary reasons for the Book of Mormon. First, it is the keystone of our witness of Jesus Christ. It's the keystone of our doctrine and testimony. You cannot understand who Jesus Christ really is, the real Jesus, unless you have the Book of Mormon. And then second, President Benson said that the history of the Book of Mormon is specifically related to the history of our day. I want you to pay attention to that because that is one of the reasons that we are gonna focus on over the next 52 lessons. And then finally, President Benson said, of course, the Book of Mormon draws us nearer to God. So those are three primary reasons why we even read the Book of Mormon. So let's talk a little bit about that history aspect. President Benson said, quote, we must make the Book of Mormon a center focus of study because it was written for our day. He says, the Nephites never had the book, neither did the Lamanites of ancient times. It was meant for us. Mormon wrote near the end of the Nephite civilization, under the inspiration of God who sees all things from the beginning. He abridged centuries of records, choosing the stories, speeches, and events that would be most helpful to us, right? So you gotta think about this perspective. You have to remember that Mormon had access to wagon loads and wagon loads of records. We know this because Joseph and Oliver were actually permitted to go into a cave and they said that they saw wagon loads and wagon loads of records just piled up. So Mormon had this huge repository and he, he has to pull from all of these records and create a very small abridgment. President Benson says, if they saw our day and chose those things which would be of greatest worth to us, is not that how we should study the Book of Mormon? We should constantly ask ourselves, why did the Lord inspire Mormon or Moroni or Alma to include that in his record? What lesson can I learn from that to help me live in this day and age? And there is example after example of how that question will be answered. Okay, so this passage from President Benson is key. Do not forget this passage. He says, every line, every word, as we're going through the Book of Mormon, we should be constantly asking ourselves, why did Mormon put this in his record? So what is President Benson trying to tell us? What, what is he trying to ask us to do? Well, 
if you think about it, everyone wants to know what's going to happen in the future, right? Um, but the problem is, and I have seen this so many times in my life, there are so many false ideas out there. There's false people who rise up and they claim, oh, I can predict the future and this earthquake is going to happen at this time. And, and there's fake experiences, fake visions, fake dreams. Um, so, so many false counterfeits out there. And yet all of us, it's almost as if we're born with this desire to know what's going to happen, to be prepared, to be able to anticipate future events. So where do we go when it comes to a firm foundation, where, where can we go for solid information instead of just being tossed to and fro by so many different voices? In Isaiah 48, God promises that he will tell Israel what is going to happen in the future. He says this, quote, Hear ye this, O house of Jacob, which are called by the name of Israel, and are come forth out of the waters of baptism. So who is he talking to here? He's talking to Israel. He's talking to us. He's talking to those who have been baptized, who have the ordinances, who, quote, swear by the name of the Lord and make mention of the God of Israel. He says, I have declared the former things from the beginning. So he's saying, what I did in the past, I always told the house of Israel what was going to happen before it actually occurred. He says, and they went forth out of my mouth and I shoot them. I did them suddenly and they came to pass. I have even from the beginning declared it to thee before it came to pass, I shoot at thee. So God is saying, he'll tell us what's going to happen in the future. And he always has, and he always will. So where's our history? Where, where is our future predicted? If we look at President Benson's teachings, if we look at the revelations and the Doctrine and Covenants over and over, the Lord is asking us to study the Book of Mormon. I wonder why. Could the Book of Mormon actually be that history? Because we know it is the most correct book. It is the book that was written for us. So this is the approach that we are going to take with the Book of Mormon this year. 